Welcome to season four of the Agile Brand with Greg Kilstrom, where we discuss business agility through customer experience, employee experience, and digital transformation. I'm your host, Greg Kilstrom. The Agile World Podcast is brought to you by Tech Systems, an industry leader in full stack technology services, talent services, and real world application. For more information, go to techsystems.com. To read more about the topics discussed on this show, you can go to my website at gregkilstrom.com and read my latest articles or get a copy of my latest book, Meaningful Measurement of the Customer Experience, now available on Amazon and other retailers. My name is Greg Kilstrom, and I'm the host of the Agile World Podcast. Today, we're going to talk about how shift-left testing is able to speed up digital experience and digital transformation initiatives while also improving quality of software and the end-user experience. To help me discuss this topic, I'd like to welcome Aran Kinsbrunner, Chief Evangelist at Perforce. Aran, welcome to the show. Hi, Greg. Thank you for having me. Uh, Super excited to talk to you about that. Yeah, thanks. Looking forward to talking with you. Uh, So why don't we start by... Uh, if you give us a little background on yourself as well as your current role at Perforce. Sure. So I've been in the software development agile space for over 21 years now. Uh, I'm an author of a few books uh, in the DevOps space. And uh, as of today, I am the chief DevOps evangelist for Perforce, overseeing uh, mostly the application quality portfolio within Perforce, uh, such as BlazeMeter, Perfecto, and the SAS static organizes products, uh, Clockwork and QAC. Wonderful. Well, looking forward to talking about this this topic with you. So while some in the audience might be um, even experiencing it already without using the term, why don't we start with a a definition of what we mean by shift-left testing? So can you briefly describe the problem that shift-left testing addresses as well as what we mean by that term? Um, I think that when we say Agile and DevOps, what we are trying to actually say, try to deliver value in increments uh, to the customers with high quality. And to do so, we are trying to test as early and as often as possible. And this is where, you know, shifting left, which means doing more testing, more quality validations earlier in the software development lifecycle, which starts in the left, right? When you're uh, setting up the requirements, the user stories, and starting to build your software, if you can accomplish uh, some validations and doing some testing at that stages, and we'll soon talk about what testing needs to happen there, uh, this is what we actually mean by shift left, doing as much validations and testing uh, earlier in the process to, to allow, to enable, agile and software delivery at scale at high velocity and obviously at high quality so as as you mentioned uh it's it seems very much in line with an agile approach so um love that um as the name of the show would suggest um are there different ways of of implementing this successfully and i guess you know follow up to that is you know what does it look like when an organization does this shift left approach well that's that's a great question, Greg. And uh, when we say shift left, obviously it implies that we need to uh, do a lot of the testing earlier. But to do it earlier, we need to do a lot of automation. Shift left enables agile, and uh, enablers of shift left are obviously automated testing. But uh, you know, when you are starting to dive into different verticals, different market segments, where they sometimes deal with either different requirements, different maturity levels. This is where 
shift labs become a bit of a challenge because you know to automate as much testing as you want to uh, in the earlier stages requires skill sets time proper tools that you would use uh, and obviously cross team collaboration you know the developers and the test engineers needs to work uh, very close together they need to have uh, transparency between the requirements uh, set up front so the testing obviously matches these requirements so to better implement this kind of methodologies uh, we are aware of the over the past few years uh, you know people when they are referring to agile testing uh, you can think about you know behavior driven de development uh, test driven development this kind of approaches enable this cross team or multi persona collaboration that eventually allows the business testers the test automation engineers the developers the product owners all of these personas are collaborating in front of the same requirements in front of the same business requirements and this ensures that they can really build the right software but also build the right test cases that will test and validate these uh, new requirements and so you mentioned automation playing a role and i know uh, you know artificial intelligence that's it can be a very broad um you know there's there's a lot of things that can fall under that umbrella depending on your you know your definition of that but from your perspective what role is ai playing in in this approach and uh you know what's on the horizon that might bring some further improvements let's say in the near future i love that question not because it's a great question but also because uh my third book was actually around accelerating software quality with ai machine learning so nice. it actually it's a spot on uh question and i think ai is not playing yet a massive role in advancing agile testing or uh, agile development as well we do see point solutions throughout the entire devops pipeline from build acceptance testing from unit testing creation through ai uh, observability in production so when you think about software quality software quality can be impacted by many aspects by many uh activities driven by ai in the different stages of the software development life cycle it's not just ai you know in software test automation ai can actually run through the code and do some uh, automated code analysis and it also contributes to ai ai can also examine logs quite fast coming from production and provide you you know the uh, either the end user experience the uh, problems that your these end user uh, in, end users are experiencing in production, and it's also feeding back to the developers, enhancing your software quality. So AI can obviously, and it's starting to play a, a critical role in advancing software quality. Um, I think that it it's not just a matter of tools; it's a matter of adoption by the different uh, stakeholders within the organizations which needs to be a bit less skeptical because i think that you know it's a matter of trust when you are adopting a new technology a new tool uh, you need to build the trust throughout the entire level of practitioners throughout the different uh, you know organizational uh, departments to really make an impact so ai is starting to play uh, this role uh, throughout the pipeline and i think that when you're looking in the into the future you know in the next one to two or even three years we're going to see much more uh, tools being plugged into the ci cd pipeline enabling this you know continuous everything testing development integration 
and uh, so forth. Yeah, and and based on that answer, uh, I mean, it sounds like it's not um, AI's benefits are not just about functional um, functional testing or functional improvements. It's also about process improvement. Is that is that safe to say? Yes, it's exactly it's, it's exactly that. It's not just about the, the quality. It's also about the process, making sure that all the different phases within the pipeline are uh, operating properly, are communicating, you know, one with the other. This observability notion, big data analysis, obviously feeds into every aspect of the pipeline. Let's uh, switch gears a little bit here and talk about benefits of shift left and continuous testing on digital experience initiatives. So. Um, as we know, a uh, primary point of competitive advantage as well as um, competition between companies is uh, current is customer experience. And digital platforms and channels are where a lot of this competition is occurring. So we also know uh, that a large percentage of digital transfer uh, digital transformation initiatives fail to meet their objectives, um, often run over time, over budget. Um, having a way to increase quality, speed up development, and improve customer experience seems like a good approach. So how um, how can this shift left approach solve for some of these very big and very real issues that enterprises are facing as they go through these digital transformation and these large digital experience initiatives? That, that's a great point. And, uh, you know, especially after, you know, this uh, past uh, year or so uh, with COVID, everyone became digital. So... Uh, digital winners are the ones that actually survive uh, and are going to lead throughout the way. Uh, if you go to all, all the recent commercials, right, with Capital One and the other uh, enterprise financial organizations, they are no longer calling themselves financial organizations, they're calling themselves uh, technology banks, right? Yeah. Because everything is digital and this is where the cost of failure is so high and this is also where the competition plays a massive role, uh, which means if you are able to shift left quality to make sure that you are always on top of every aspect, every feature, every code change that your developers are doing within the enterprise is being monitored and carefully examined and tested, uh, you are going to be on top of this, these uh, challenges of quality in the digital landscape. And by the way, we see day in and day out, you can, as a developer, change nothing even you're not doing any code changes in your application front end or back end but a new browser version came out or a new mobile application sorry a mobile operating system was released like ios 15.2 which is just around the corner and other browser versions which are always being released which can interrupt or disrupt your quality so shift left is exactly about staying on top of everything that is happening around you and these digital apps are not living in any silo they are really dependent on everything on the ecosystem on other applications that are either running on the mobile devices or on the desktop browsers so uh, this digital awareness for these applications is also a key that needs to be validated continuously uh, throughout the pipeline so you are not actually being surprised. And to your point, yes, uh, this obviously not just makes a digital winner versus a loser, it actually drives uh, a competitive edge because you, if you are able to innovate without disrupting quality, you are at the front of innovation and can uh, get an advantage uh, on, on your landscape, in your vertical. Yeah, and to, to build on that, and I think some things can be inferred by um, by what you were just talking about, but you know, from a customer ex uh, perspective, how do end users benefit from organizations taking this approach? 
the end user, uh, at the end of the day, he cares about only one thing, right? He cares about his uh, own experience while he's doing a bunch of other things, whether it's on his mobile phone or uh, in the browsers. So the application that he's using is just one of many. Uh, so he's expecting that everything would play nicely with everything else that is running or working in his uh, background in parallel. Uh, so the benefit of uh, the end user at the end of the day is a seamless user experience, as little interruption as possible, and a high-performing application. It's not just about functionality of this application on the front end side of the, the end user. It's also about how quick it can get the value from these applications. Because think about it, right? Uh, we are limited and today with all these uh, kind of tracking systems that comes with the operating systems, they actually get, give you the, the amount of time that you are spending on each application, on each uh, platform. So you, you really have a very short amount of uh, attention per each application. And this is the competition angle as well. So you want to get the most out of the application that you are using in a high performing, high quality uh, manner. And this is why, you know, if you are able to deliver as, a, as an application developer, if you are able to deliver high customer experience, obviously the end user will continuously use this application because he knows that he can get this value in a short amount of time. He's going in, he's going out, he's getting what he was expecting and moving on to the next activity that he has. With that, we kind of have the, uh, I'll call it the, the trifecta here, which is, you know, customer metrics are, are certainly being measured. We've got, you know, fewer fewer bugs later on in the process. So saving time and, and resources on, you know, using continuous development and just process improvements. So efficiency gains, all of which, uh, you know, all of which can be measured and, 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 uh, and move the needle over time. Right. Um, I think the, the next component to that, or maybe the, the last topic we, before we wrap up here is the behavioral part of this, because, you know, again, all of those things, I mean, to me, you know, I, I love talking about process and um, looking at the data and, and the analytics and all of that is, is really valuable when, when you put it all together like that. The, all of this uh, definitely requires some behavioral and, and some mindset changes as well. So what, what are your recommenda recommendations for organizations that are making this shift and, you know, people... People like their, they like doing things the same way and like repeatability and all that kind of stuff. What's your recommendation for an organization that also, you know, kind of needs to win the hearts and minds of, of their their organization as they make this shift? Many of uh, practitioners have spoken to that, uh, you know, three uh, dimensions of software development. So you can actually deliver quality as expected. And this is, you know, the people process technology to enable shift left or making sure that shift left everything better shift left is not just about testing because also developers want to shift left as much as as their activities into the uh, earlier stages of their pipeline so if you can actually make sure that the people the practitioners within the organizations a have the proper time they have the right uh, guidance that they need and the right user uh, objectives or the product requirements as needed uh, to match also their tools that they are going to use, which matches their skill set, of course, <clears throat> this is where they become more successful. We have seen over the past, uh, I would say even decade, uh, many failures because even where, where the, the requirements were clear enough, the technologies that these practitioners were using weren't 
well suited to what they were trying to accomplish. And this is where, you know, you see, if you read ear over ear, the world quality report and the DORA report coming from, you know, uh, Google and other uh, large organizations, you always see, yes, we are trying to shift left. Yes, we are trying to do CI, CD, but 50% of our uh, quality activities are only automated. Why? Skill sets, tools that are not matching. So I think when you are able to match the people and processes as well as the technologies that they are using to what they're actually trying to accomplish and bear in mind that this can fit a specific moment in time but if you are not calibrating validating that these uh, you know three angles three dimensions uh, continuously fit because you're innovating you're ma marching forwards you might be changing some architectures within your technology stack you need to make sure that you are also making these right adjustments to the tool set so you know, these practitioners under the tag of people uh, keep using what they need to use from a tools perspective so they are successful. So my quick answer to this uh, very important question is make sure as you are adopting shift F that the people that are using technology and the tools also within the processes are well matched. How do leaders measure success in this? You know, because I, I would imagine that at the at the end of all of this, at the end of this big transformation, there's there's dramatic results, but how do they measure change within so that they know they're on the right track and they're making incremental progress? That, that's a great question, Greg. And I think uh, measuring success needs to start earlier in the requirement phase, which means you need to know where you want to go. So the measurements, A, make sense, but B, you know, you are enabling yourself uh, to really uh, be able to measure because a lot of the times when you are not really uh, setting the right KPIs, the measurements, the performance metrics uh, earlier in the stage, in the in the process, and you're just starting to measure them later, you know, uh, this is where things are becoming a bit more complicated. So setting up the KPIs earlier in the, the process, obviously, is one key for success. And these specific metrics that I would uh, uh, recommend practitioners to focus on, especially in the context of shift left, is automation and fast feedback and obviously uh, the quality metrics. And if you unfold all of these three you know, uh, categories, automation, how can I automate as much as possible my build acceptance testing? Okay, what gets into Jenkins, into the CI process? How can I maximize the automation of these test cases? And I want to actually see a process uh, or a progress along the time uh, throughout the project. How well am I marching towards this high automation uh, goal or objective that I set to myself? Second, I also want to measure how you know, many disruptions do I have within uh, this pipeline, meaning how many uh, broken builds, how many fail or inconsistent, inconsistent test automation scenarios do I have? Because when I'm failing a lot and failing, not just because I actually have bugs, failing because I, I'm not properly writing my test cases throughout the pipeline, this is just noise. This is slowing me down and actually hiding escape defects to production, which in my mind is the next metric. You know, how many defects are actually escaping to production is also a critical measure of success. Because let's say I think that I'm doing everything right. I have a high maturity of automation, but you know, my rating in the app store is two stars or three stars. Why? Because I have 
X amount percentage of escape defects because maybe I'm not really testing what I should be testing. So making sure that I'm focusing on the right hand user experience, on the right platforms that these users are practicing my applications day in and day out. So automation, escape defects, no production for quality, broken builds, uh, these kind of things. And obviously the tool set that uh, are being used can uh, be a, uh, an impact uh, to these metrics, because if the tools aren't matching these objectives, as I mentioned earlier, you know, uh, I, I won't be able to measure or I'll get really bad results for my measurements. Aran, uh, thank you so much for joining the show. Um, for those listening, what's the best way for them to keep up with what you're doing? I'm trying to be as uh, involved in the community as much as possible. So uh, you can find me obviously on LinkedIn. I am very active on LinkedIn. I have my own uh, blog website on continuoustesting.dev, and I'm also uh, constantly writing on medium.com. So if you search around Kinsbrunner on Google or on LinkedIn, you will be able, uh, able to find me uh, also on Twitter. So I look forward to uh, engaging with uh, uh, you guys also after this show anytime. Wonderful. Well, again, I'd like to thank Aran Kinsbrunner, Chief Evangelist at Perforce for joining the show and definitely recommend check out his writing, check out his books. And, um, you know, particularly when, if you're, if you're tackling these, these topics, really uh, great stuff there. So thanks again for listening to the Agile World with Greg Kilstrom. See you next week. Thanks again for listening to the Agile Brand with Greg Kilstrom podcast brought to you by Tech Systems. If you enjoyed the show, please take a minute to subscribe on your podcast channel of choice and leave us a rating so that others can find the show more easily. You can access more episodes of the show at www.theagilebrand.show. To get a copy of my latest book, Meaningful Measurement of the Customer Experience, visit my website at gregkillstrom.com. Until next week, stay agile.